name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So today I want to work a bit out of the epistle, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Just a couple of phrases that stuck, kind of struck me this week. I want to share some thoughts on those. First, this uh, comment that Paul makes about uh, someone he knew was caught up into the third heaven. Uh, it was St. Paul, by the way, <laughs> who was caught in the third heaven. He didn't want to expose himself in that way. So uh, this man was caught up into paradise, he says. So my encouragement to you is this. Paradise is real, and you're going. that lifts you just a little bit above the confusion of this life? Just a little bit? This is temporary. Our job here is to prepare ourselves for that. You know, when you're going on an awesome vacation, you make all kinds of preparations. This is the most awesome vacation ever. And it's forever. You leave all this behind. Paradise is a real place. We need to be so encouraged by that, and that's our destiny. We work ourselves here to get to there. So what's it like? You know, when we make prayers to and for the departed, it gives us an inkling of what paradise is. There's a beautiful prayer in the Little Red Prayer book on page 26. And it's about, it's for the departed. Lord, pardon their transgressions. Shelter them in a place of brightness. I'm describing paradise for you right now. Brightness, a place of repose, a place of verdure, a place of greenery and brightness, okay? All sickness and sorrow and sighing have fled away. In the sight of God's countenance rejoices all the saints from all the ages. Grant them your heavenly kingdom, a portion in your ineffable and eternal blessings, in the enjoyment of thine unending life. You're not excited. What a, what a travel poster. <laughs> Sign up. You're signed up for that place right now. Paradise is real, and that's where you're headed. Such an encouragement to us. We get so caught up and weighed down by this life. This is temporary. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun. 10,000 years and counting. We need to be very encouraged that paradise is real and that's our destiny. And we need to understand that that's our work here today is to prepare to this, this life, is to prepare ourselves for that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is not quite as encouraging. A thorn was given to me in the flesh. <laughs> you know, we all have a thorn, right? We all have something that just gets us. 
and it, it just, we stumble over it. The Lord says, you have these things so you'll stay humble and so that you'll remember you need me. So life isn't going to just be something you travel through by yourself. You need me to help you travel through life together. So thorns are given to us in our flesh so that we would understand the need for God. So what do we do when we come upon those things and see those things? Um, so let me read this to you. This is very, this is very encouraging to me. Do not, this is from St. John of Kronstadt, do not fear, do not flee conflict. Where there's no struggle, there's no virtue. Where faith and love are not tested, it's not possible to be sure that they really are present. They are proved and revealed in adversity. And then these words from St. James in his epistle. First chapter. Count it all joy when you fall into trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and, and complete, lacking nothing. So when we fight these struggles, beloved, it's for our benefit. It's for our good. It's for our, the development of our spiritual life. We need to understand this. The important thing here is to, to get the fact that when you identify those things you struggle with, that you begin to develop weapons to overcome them. Because there's weapons to defeat them. If it's anger, you need to practice gentleness and kindness. Okay? If you, if you are, there's people in your life that make you upset. You should, you should talk to them with great kindness a lot. A lot. All the time. Pour out kindness. Pour out kind words. Think kind thoughts about them. That will help you defeat this enemy, this thorn you have, and anger. No bad thoughts. Thoughts determine our life. That's a book, by the way. It's a very good book. So my encouragement to you is that whatever that is, whatever the issue is, you need to find ways to defeat it. Um, so, for instance, uh, say we're doing quite well. Um, on an odd day, we're doing quite well. And... Um, People come up to us and say, you know, you're doing this. You're such a good job. You have such a, you're doing such a great job. You're doing such a great job. You need to say, thank you. You're very kind. You see what just happened there? You took away that, oh, yes, thank you very much. You took away that and gave it to them. You humbled yourself, and really, you complimented them for their kindness. You didn't take it on yourself. You see how you can defeat that? that little bit of pride that comes up when people compliment you. No, know, thank you, you're very kind. It's very, very powerful to understand these weapons we have to defeat these enemies. So I just do encourage you to identify those things and be very, very aggressive with using those weapons. 
Um, I've talked to some of you about those, so let's go to war. Um, and then he says this, uh, I boast of my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The power of Christ will rest upon me. How are we going to succeed in any way in the spiritual life? There's only one answer here, by the way. How do we succeed in any way in the spiritual life? You don't know the answer? This is the power of God, right? The power of Christ. So you have to be in Christ, with Christ, to live a good spiritual life. So this is our effort every day, every moment of every day. You know, we were speaking in the catechism uh, yesterday about praying unceasingly. Why Prayer helps us draw near to God. So why would we be called by St. Paul to pray unceasingly? So we'd always be near to God. So we'd always be able to live this life to, to overcome our weaknesses. So this sense of being near to God is like a constant work for us. We need to, we need to have it in our mind and in our heart. God needs to be in the front of the mind and in the depth of our heart. And so when we pray, we pray and we draw near to God. We keep ourselves close to Christ so that when the temptations come, guess whose power defeats the temptation? Power of God. The power of God in me. St. Paul says, no longer Christ. It's no longer me, it's Christ in me. So we have to understand that this effort we make to be in Christ to be with the Lord is a critical piece in our work in the spiritual life. So how do you do that? You know, the very simple prayer, Lord, have mercy. You need to have that like all the time running through your mind and in your heart. All day long, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Can you do that? should be doing that, right? Because that draws you near to God, and it actually helps us really begin to even identify temptations. You say, Lord, have mercy, and that these Lord and this temptation don't fit together, right? So we flee it. So we, we need Christ. So the next thought comes from the gospel, and um, the Lord's words when he comes to the widow of Nain, and he says, do not weep. And so in our life, we have at times moments of great success in healing, and we have moments where God takes the person. So, he says, arise and be with me in this life. Or he says, arise and be with me in paradise. So his raising is to one, to this life, or to the paradise of a life to come. You know, it was really interesting when I read this. It was like, 
We don't fear death. <laughs> you know what happened to the widow of Nain's son? He eventually died. Right? You know what happened to Lazarus after he was raised from the dead? He died. Death is uh, eventual, right? What we want to hear is, Lord, raise me into paradise. Not to fear death. You know, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about that beautiful homily in St. John Chrysostom and Pascha. Death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Christ is risen, you're overthrown. Christ is risen, the demons are fallen. Christ is risen, the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life reigns. Christ is risen, not one dead remains in the tomb. We have victory over this enemy. And God bless the widow of Nain. She was blessed with the life of her son. But blessed also are those that are taken into paradise. Because we don't fear death. We don't fear it. It's a passage for us. It's a means to paradise. So, should be encouraged with that. And then this last words, the last words of the gospel. All the people are in fear because this uh, beautiful miracle occurred. And they, the last comment they make is, God has visited his people. God has visited his people. You know, we live in an age of wanting superheroes. Batman. Spider-Man. Superman, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We want all these superheroes. We have the superhero of superheroes. We have the epic story. There's another story that this trumped all stories. This is the story of stories. This is the man of men, Christ Jesus. God has visited his people. We should be so blessed by that. We should be so encouraged by that. Because people are looking around in this world for an answer. An answer to the trouble, an answer to the problems, an answer to everything. We've got so many issues in life. There's one answer. Jesus Christ. It's not going to fix all the problems out there. But it's the remedy for our soul to be able to live in this life with some sense of purpose. Purpose. I'm a son or a daughter of God. God has visited me. He's visited his people. He's visited his creation. We should be so very encouraged by this. So my encouragement to us today, of all these things, Paradise is real. You're going there. And God is visiting you today and getting you, moving you along on that journey. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.